The summer was unusually hot. Time to get out of London, away from the Earl's Court flat with no air conditioning. Jay Moore, a civil engineer I'd met in the RAF, owned a Ford Zephyr. Was it his idea to drive through France and reach Pamplona in Spain in time for the festival of San Fermin? I can't remember, but that's where I ended up, with him and a couple of Canadians. Peter Dyer never said a lot, but girls didn't seem to mind. Vic Lotto was tall with a shaggy, unkempt beard. The locals stared at him and thought he might be Castro or a cousin of his. We were never quite sure whether this was in our favour or not. We had very little money and slept in a tiny tent that we pitched inexpertly next to a pelota court, the thwack of the balls waking us every morning. We bought boaters, wineskins that you filled with local plonk then squirted down your throat. On meeting a stranger, it was considered polite to offer him your boater. One Pamplona had offered us his in a spirit of Anglo-Spanish hospitality. Its leather was soft and well-weathered from years of use, and the wine didn't burn our throats. We passed it around and offered ours in a reciprocal gesture. We had bought it from a souvenir stand that week, and it smelt like a biker's glove. Our new friend sampled the rot gut it contained, spat it out, hurled the boater to the ground, and stormed off in disgust. We were in a bar one night when Ernest Hemingway came in with a young man. He swayed a little as he introduced him to the entire room in a gravelly voice slurred with drink. This is the greatest bullfighter the world has ever seen. I know that sounds hard to believe, and I've often doubted my own memory, but I looked up the records, and yes, he was there that year. The running of the bulls involves young men running in front of cattle that are let loose on a course through a section of the town streets. Crowds throng the balconies, waiting to see who gets gored or trampled. It sounds, and is, bloody dangerous. How did I let myself be talked into it? I'd always hated running at the best of times. I wasn't especially fond of cows, let alone the male variety with lethal-looking horns. I wasn't entirely sober, but nor was anyone else. I had enough sense to make sure that I was way ahead of the pack of embryonic toreadors who wanted to be close enough to feel bull's breath on their necks. Even so, I tripped and went sprawling in the gutter. I could hear the thunder of hooves behind me. A hand grabbed my collar and pulled me to the side of the road. The bulls thundered past, cheered by the crowd. I got to my feet and turned to see who I had to thank. He was dark-haired and shorter than me, though just as drunk. Like the rest of the crowd, he was in a white T-shirt with a red bandana round his neck, so I assumed he was a local. I stammered thanks. Muchas gracias, amigo. He replied in a strange accent that was totally foreign to my ears. Armenian. You're Armenian? Oh, no, pet. I'm from Newcastle. Or wherever. I, I can't thank you enough. You saved my life. I think nothing of it. Fancy a bevy. Version 2. Winter in Berlin. I was on my last term at Oxford. I would soon have a degree in English literature and was fluent in French and German, which meant I could either teach or be a tour guide. Then an elderly don arranged for me to have lunch with a man from London. Two weeks later, it took place under glistening chandeliers in the Gothic dining room of a gentleman's club in St. James. My host was a rumpled, rotund sixty-year-old who looked like he dressed in the dark, and his jacket pockets were stuffed with pens, handkerchief, pocket diary, and pipe. He ordered for both of us from what must have been the school dinner's special, potted shrimp, shepherd's pie, and bakewell tart with custard. 
he seemed offended when the waiter suggested a salad. We talked about the state of the world, Britain's role in it, and Britain's obligations, a phrase he used more than once. Then he said casually, if you do get in the game, and it was then I realized I was being solicited by the British Secret Intelligence Service. My God, was it the languages or my rugby blue? He dusted pipe ash from his trousers and raised a hand to a hovering waiter. Well, young man, should we have the Stilton? It looks awfully good. I spent four months training in a country house in Surrey. I learned the vocabulary of a spy's tradecraft, the dead drops, the cutouts, the joes, and the lamplighters, and how to follow someone and to know when I was being followed myself. I learned how to withstand torture, all of us knew none of us would, and how to use a miniature camera, decipher code, and forge a passport.